So a lot of times whenever I tell someone that I'm a podcaster that talks about love, sex and relationships, they usually just focus on the sex part. And they usually think that all I talk about is sex, which is which is a little bit weird. So for the sake of that, I am going to do an episode that is going to speak as actually fuck it. I don't really give too much of a shit what people say, but I just needed to find a way to say that this episode is going to be about friendships, breakups and boundaries. So I might as well just get into all of that, but before I get into the episode itself, I want to talk about something that will get every single conspiracy theorist that believes in the Illuminati's tongues wagging. Now, there is a pastor from Michigan who claims to have temporarily died, who says that he went to hell and demons were singing Rihanna's song Umbrella as a form of torture. Now, I can't exactly say whether this is true or bullshit because I haven't really been to hell, even when people tell me to go to hell. It's just that to think about all the songs that could have been used for torture, not, you know, discounting some of the other so-called Illuminati songs that have been released, like Umbrella really... Like, if I was going to hell, I'd have thought that Baby Shark would have worked better as a form of torture. But Umbrella? Like, honestly, honestly, what in the heck? Oh. Alright, so I'm gonna read this story out loud. Now it says, and I quote, A Michigan pastor says he temporarily went to hell, and now he's sharing details from his journey to the underworld that may offend some music lovers. Gerald Johnson says he died in 2016 after suffering a heart attack and what he saw, and more specifically heard, was horrifying. Johnson says he saw terrible, gruesome sights of torture and pain, and heard music that was designed to cause maximum trauma. Johnson says he saw demons enslaving humans and a man, quote-unquote, walking on all fours like a dog and getting burned from head to toe. His eyes were bulging, and worse than that, he was wearing chains on his neck. He was like a hellhound. End quote. Johnson says there is a section of hell where music is played, but very badly. The priest claims he could hear Rihanna's umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry Be Happy being used as instruments for torture. To make things significantly worse, the demon choir performing these songs was deliberately performing them incorrectly for maximum pain. Every word of every song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on earth. Johnson says. End quote. Okay, now, as far as people and the stories of going to hell go, this is probably the wildest. Because, first of all, like, I don't think Umbrella is actually one of the songs that you'd consider torture-worthy. Even though you were singing it badly. Like, I'd probably be singing along with you as you're trying to torture me with that music. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I actually really like the song. Like, I'd have probably looked for something that's a little bit more current, you know? Something that people would definitely resonate with and hate at the same time. Like when Doja Cat did that cow song for, I don't know, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, moo, moo or some shit. Like use that to torture me and you might actually get some answers out if you are doing some sort of an interrogation. But Umbrella? Really? You'd sing it badly. I'd be singing it to you nicely and we'd be singing it together. We'd be jamming and shit. So to think that there's someone who feels that that song was so bad that it was used in hell, like, I don't know. It kind of sounds like it was an underground top charter. But then again, I probably don't know this because I never really went to hell. So I'm going to leave it at that and deal with something that I do know, which is this podcast, which I'll be honest, uh, I don't think we're that deep to the point where we go to the depths of hell. But at least I can say that we're at least down to earth, but, you know, just to earth. So in earthly, non-traumatic ways, let me just start by saying, 
Welcome to Breaktown on West Side, your number one Breaktown podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who probably would start beating his meat if they played Umbrella next to him or sing along, whichever one seems better in hell. He's a man who once believed that Bukaki was a form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then it's okay, because I am going to say it for you either way, because it relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of these episodes, which is through submitting of tweets. And it's a very simple process, almost sounds like a song, and it's a pretty simple drill. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, you can send it to at Breaktime on my side if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that you saw on Twitter that you would like to be addressed. If you just so happen to forget how any of those are spelled, or if you do not remember, then the links to those particular social media sites as well as my own personal ones will be available in the description below. Now, I do have a bunch of tweets that I want to get into, and by all means, that is quite a bit to be spoken about. But before I get into that, we need to address a story that was trending for most of this past week. And it was a story of a woman who got dumped mid-flight. Like, dude and shorty pretty much go through the airport, get into the plane. While they're on the flight, the guy decided to break up with her, of all places. And the interesting thing is it was actually something that did go viral and it ended up being picked up. Not necessarily because of the fact that he broke up with her, but the fact that she was very, I don't know if the term is hysterical, but she pretty much caused a fit. She was super loud and she definitely was recorded doing all of that shit. Now, by all means, when such a situation happens, for me, I usually tell most guys, and it's something that I'd probably do myself, I'd probably just look at babe and be like, this is exactly why we broke up, because I was not ready to deal with that shit. Like, that sort of cements everything in the name of why the two of you broke up. And I know there's a bunch of babes that can sympathize and they're like, oh, I can understand why she lost it, blah, blah, blah. How would you do this? And people can go as far as talking about the fact that they're landing in the same place, they're going to the same area and shit. But the reality of it is, I feel like both of them are on the wrong here. Like, firstly, the babe. There's a way that you're supposed to handle bad news. And yes, you can't tell people how they're supposed to handle shit. But you can ask them to at least try to control themselves whenever they end up losing shit. Like... One of the things that actually sort of shows you that people almost sort of choose their reactions when they're bad is when you look at how people used to get whooped back when we were in primary school. Because you think about it, like you're being whooped for reasons that do not pertain to you. Like let's say there was a list of the noisemakers and your name was then you didn't do anything or the teacher just called you and then started whooping you assuming that you're some other kid. Now you could try losing your shit there. But the thing is, you're a tiny kid. You can't try and pick a fight with a teacher. And if you did, you know, kudos to you. But most times people would look at it and they're like, you know what, I'm taking this beating and I don't get it, but I'll probably go and complain somewhere else. And you pretty much just take it hands down. Now, in this particular case, this babe could have just shut the fuck up, avoided this dude, put on her headphones and waited until she got to the airport. Then she can lose her shit. Because imagine losing your shit to the point where you probably have to be restrained on the airplane all the way till you get to ground and then after that your dude is just gonna get up and walk away. Like how does that help anyone? Like 
I've never really gotten this whole hysterical dramatic behavior that some babes have. But that aside, the dude, like the dude is also a culprit in all of this. Like I can get that you're tired of the babe and you want to end things. But just the same way I said, you know, you can restrain yourself and, you know, choose to have a more subtle reaction to things. I think either he could have done it on the airport before they got on the flight or after they landed. Like, it's not like he had to do it in between. Because you think about it, the guy decided while they're in midair in some sort of a capsule that is holding them from falling down, moving at, what, 700 and something kph to break up with his girlfriend. Like, how exactly is there any way that this is considered a good idea? It makes absolutely fuck all sense. And frankly, if I was one of the cabin crew or if I was one of the pilots, I'd go and I'd slap the dude because you don't break up with a shorty mid-flight. Where can anyone else go? Like, people are trying to sleep. Some people are busy trying to prep up for work or some shit. People are just chilling, minding their own damn business. And you choose to break up with someone who you know is a dramatic piece of shit? Like, doesn't that mean that you're expecting some shit to kind of happen? Because I'm not saying that, you know, just because it's probably the first time you're breaking up with your babe, you don't know how she'll react. Like, there's definitely that. But you've probably seen how much of a loose cannon she's been at some point in your life. And you decide to do it on a flight? Like, at least do it in the airport. There's more people. There's, you know, the opportunity to run away. There's airport security and shit. Like, there's so much more that you could have done there. But I don't know, maybe it could be a chance of him claiming that, you know, he caught flights and dropped feelings, you know. But in this case, it clearly seems that everyone else on the plane who managed to encounter all of this shit ended up catching both flights and feelings. Although, dry jokes aside, I'm just gonna leave it at that because I honestly don't see how it is that you can resolve this besides actually doing it at the airport once you guys have landed. But... I will leave it at that and move on to something that I can talk about, which are these tweets. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Don't replace him. Teach him how to be that man you want. You can never find a perfect man. You can build your perfect man. Well, can I really agree with this? I feel like the only thing that I can agree with that's been said here is you can never find a perfect man. Like, it's pretty much just that. That is the one thing that I can stand behind on this entire statement that's been stated. Because the rest of it is mostly bullshit. Okay, maybe also don't replace him. But the thing is here, if you are trying to get someone that you'd want to settle down with, then... I don't think looking for a perfect man or trying to build a perfect man is particularly that great. Like, babes have been told that whole thing of build this, build that. Actually, it's mostly dudes that are told that, oh, you know, find yourself a young babe and, you know, you can build her into be the kind of traditional woman that you want, blah, blah, blah. And even the red pill guys, the manosphere guys that talk about this, I usually like to tell them that a lot of times it's BS. One, because trying to mold a young babe into something is usually an exercise in futility, but also it's just that it's too much work for not that great of results. Imagine molding someone and then someone else takes them. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes that person can actually realize that you are not the best fit for them as they are at that point in time. So maybe the whole idea of trying to quote unquote build the perfect person shouldn't be the approach you take because you kind of think about it like this. 
most people are built by the mindsets in life how they've been raised by their parents how they've been raised by teachers how they've interacted with peers and the kind of peers they had and more so they're also built by the experiences that they've had in life so for you to take all of that and be like you know what i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna slap the mold of this sort of person that i'd want seems a little bit dumb to say the least it's like trying to teach a class on life from someone who's living a very different life but then again like that that's sort of a deviation from what's here now personally speaking i don't think you should be trying to build your perfect man i feel like if you are trying to look for someone that you'd want to at least spend the majority of your life with or someone that you just want to be in a good relationship with like i get it actually most of us guys get it babes have check boxes and they usually like to check off a bunch of stuff that you know that dream guy has or or they can get from that dream guy blah 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 and the thing is the key to it at least the way us guys usually look at it is get as much checklist per person as possible and you know once they tick as many of those boxes try and see if you can be compatible with them at least in some sense whether it's short or long term that way you can at least decide if that's someone that you'd want to be with because of course like they said earlier on you can never find the perfect man so why are you trying to chase perfection just get the most bang for your buck or at least in this case your best checklist for person so if they take about seven out of the ten check boxes that you have on your list then that could mean that they're pretty much the guy that you'd want to be with out of those 10 boxes there's probably like three main essential boxes that you'll be looking at if they take probably say two if not all three of them then they're probably going to be the guy that you'd want to settle down with a lot of times it usually starts with the seven then you look at whether they tick like the three then you pretty much spend time with the person and you ask yourself whether you're willing to lose out on the other three whether the one that they they didn't tick out of the 10 is something that can make you leave them or you know whether you can actually end up spending as much time with them as possible at the end of the day it's not that it's that hard i think it's just that people usually tend to complicate shit or they tend to bring up this idea that you can quote unquote build like there's no building or designing when it comes to human beings it's literally who they are take them for what they are right now and work with what you've got and just hope that things will be better even though they probably won't either way if you're not comfortable with the person that you're with right now just leave and find someone else or ask yourself if you're willing to sit in that discomfort and if it's not that much of a bother to you either way it all does come down to you as a person and whether you want to be with this other person so i will leave it at that because i can't decide for you and i will move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode can friends have a sexual relationship and still keep it on a friendship level okay can they can they not yes they can but it's very very dependent on the friendship and the individuals involved that's how i'd probably put it it's very hard to tell someone that it's impossible because i've seen people who are friends and you know they used to fuck or they probably were fucky at some point and they stopped and i've seen people who thought that they'd be friends with or without the sex and stuff just flew through the handle the minute some person decided to start dating one of them because at that point in time that's usually when they're like oh by the way we can't do whatever it is that we're doing blah 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 because a lot of times and this is really where the whole bestie thing or we're just really close friends thing 
sort of starts to have a turn for the worse because whenever you're close to such a person and you guys didn't have some sort of a relationship there's sort of that bond that will bring you guys together which was pretty much fucking you know the whole pair bonding kind of brings you guys together to a certain degree and at some point if you are banging this person consistently like previously and they come back again it's not as easy for you to say no to them not unless if you're like really really grounded on the idea of you wanting to stay faithful so i can understand why some people might say that no it's not necessarily the case but i do know people i have seen people who will pretty much decide you know what it's fine it's cool we're still friends but it's not just about the sex like even when someone else is dating this other person it's not like there's going to be an issue because me and her used to fuck because the friendship isn't just about the sex and both sides were mature enough to decide that they were going to leave what was there in the past or you know before the relationship but the unfortunate side of it is there's not that many people that are good at that so i will leave it at that and not defend it any further and move it on to our very next tweet of this episode your girlfriend shouldn't be talking to <clears throat> her exes any guy best friend any man who likes her any man who liked her any guy she used to like and that is with no exceptions this is not being controlling it is called having boundaries and being a self-respecting man okay so i decided to look through the comments that were in this and to be very honest this does sound like being a controlling man but let me try and put it in a way that doesn't seem as controversial or at least let me just try and simplify it like this for me personally i'm just gonna say for me personally if i do have a girlfriend then i need to be able to trust that whatever male influence she has around her whether it's a co-worker whether it's a friend whether it's her boss or some shit is not going to be a problem for our relationship i need to be able to trust that the babe can be trusted and can be faithful and you know she'll pretty much not try and cheat on me or something because when i think about it there's some babes that have had male influence for most of their lives like most of their friend groups are predominantly male like does that mean that all of these dudes are fucked up not necessarily some of them just look at her like she's one of the boys and i'm not saying that that's the case for all of them but if i'm unable to trust my woman around other men then i probably don't trust my woman enough for her to be my woman that's just how i look at it because if there's going to be an issue every single time she converses or gets near a man then at what point am i ever going to be secure because this is the same issue that a lot of insecure babes usually tend to have because the moment they see you liking another girl's post all of a sudden she's like oh so all of a sudden you like her you don't like me anymore or they come up with some shit and they're like but you like this babe's picture or you are busy commenting and you are busy telling her that she looked good at the end of the day if you can't trust people to be faithful on their own terms then by all means you don't have to be with them this whole thing of oh she shouldn't be talking to any other guy like leave that shit aside if she is going to talk to another guy let her talk to another guy but if you do not trust that she'll be faithful with you then you probably shouldn't be with her in the first place like this whole thinking that if i isolate her from all the guys because every guy that looks at a babe just wants to fuck then it'll be good like my nigga you will probably end up having to house her in your house or in a salon where the only people that she interacts with are women like this is the world as we live it and it's a social world so both men and women are going to meet up and converse now 
I am going to have to trust the fact that, you know, the guys that she's with aren't going to try and make a move. But because I can't trust that barely anywhere beyond, you know, a very small percentage, then I also need to trust the fact that she will say no to actually sleeping with these guys if they do actually make a move. Because if I knew that she was gonna give it up to the next guy or to some other random dude, then I probably wouldn't have dated her not unless if I was okay with the idea of an open relationship. Which, I'll be very honest, I'm not. So why the hell would I have too much of an issue with her conversing with someone if I can't trust the fact that she'd be the one to say no the moment that option is given? It sounds like, and this is probably just my understanding, that the reason you don't want that to happen is because you probably believe that you will find someone that is better than you, that is richer than you, that is better looking than you, that is taller than you or some shit, and is just overall just way better than you are as a person, and she's going to allow herself to be scooped up by this person and you will be left with nothing. And the truth of it is, while there are cases of this happening to a bunch of different dudes, at the same time, there's also quite a number of cases of babes literally looking at the idea of that other person and saying, you know what, I still want to be with my man. Because at the end of the day, even roses have thorns. So while the idea of them being with this other person that some sort of a giga chad might seem compelling, at the end of the day, some of them believe that the person that they're with is great and they would not want to cheat on them because they believe in the person that they're with. And to be quite honest, if you don't believe in yourself as a man, that you're great enough that your babe would want to stick around with you, then maybe you need to start by working on yourself and working on that insecurity before trying to project it on another babe because clearly, if your babe is going to leave you for some other guy, then she's probably not trustworthy. And if you don't think that she is going to stay with you when another guy comes along, then you clearly have an insecurity of your own. But then again, I might be wrong about that. And you know, maybe I might be wrong about the fact that this person is being controlling, but I would like to think that I'm right about the fact that this dude is probably insecure. Either way, I'd like your thoughts on this. The DMs are open. On Twitter, it is at the D. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on my side. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>